Hello and welcome to another episode of Riding Unicorns, the podcast that celebrates high growth businesses and the people behind them. Today, we are delighted to have Jasper Martins, Chief Marketing Officer at Pension B, a leading online pension provider. Thanks very much for coming on and welcome to the podcast, Jasper. Thanks for being on the show, James. Great. Please, can you give us a background on your career and how you ended up getting involved in Pension B? So my career is predominantly online marketing for financial services, especially since I moved to the UK in 2009. So I worked for an insurance provider, Simply Business, before I joined Pension B for a couple of years. Predominantly search marketing, social media, that's the kind of like background I came from. But before that, I lived in Amsterdam, uh, where I also studied. Uh, I had my own online marketing agency where I helped small businesses uh, do their marketing better. But I would say I'm a financial marketer predominantly. I like to make boring products interesting for consumers. And, you know, you're not buying a really brand new car. You're sorting out some finances. So how do you make that engaging? And I've been doing that now for almost 15 years. That's great. And so when did you first hear about Pension B and how long have you been working there? So I was looking for a new challenge after I've been with Simply Business for a couple of years. And every marketer will have that, I would say, marketing itch. After a couple of years, you want to maybe try something new. And then Pension B came around and I ended up speaking to Romy Safofa, who is the co-founder of Pension B. And she told me the product and the idea about Pension B. And within seconds, I was like, wow, I should have come up with this idea. This is brilliant. I can actually use this because I've got some pensions now that I need to get sorted. Little did I know that they were just writing the first line of codes in just a couple of weeks before she chatted to me and that the fancy office that we were sitting in was actually a WeWork kind of office. It looked bigger than it actually was. So when I started working at Pension B in September 2015, we were with five people and that was it. So that's how I came about. But I was really attracted to the product, the solution Romy had in mind for a big problem in uh, UK society. People were moving jobs more than ever. We don't stay with the same employee for God knows how long. You end up with lots of these smaller pension pots and you lose track of them because guess what? We also don't live at the same house the rest of our lives. We move house. You can't really tell 11 pension providers that you moved house. So you lose track of them. And that's the kind of like that problem versus the solution she had in mind. That's really attracted me to uh, join her and take the big plunge because I had quite a secure job in a, I wouldn't say a very big insurance provider company, Simply Business, had around 350,000 customers and around 250 employees. It wasn't small, wasn't huge, but it was definitely secure and fast growing. And then I took the plunge to join a company with seed funding and the product wasn't even live. Amazing. And so how big is the team now and, and what's the growth been like in the last year? Well, I think team-wise, we're now... I actually lost count now, but I think because we now had roughly 180 people. But before COVID, we were at roughly 105. So from March till now, we've grown actually. That's why I'm not sure about the actual number because we've been hiring people to keep up with demand. Pension yeah. B grew 88% last year in terms of customer numbers, but also the pension money, a, a 
AUA, um, but predominantly pension B growth doubles every year since we started. So it's been a journey, a lot of gray hairs, not just on my head, also within the beard. And sometimes we joke about the pictures that were taken when we started pension B, five fresh faces walking around Borough Market. They're slightly less fresh, but they're still very committed. That's great. So along the way, you guys obviously you've grown very quickly. How much money have you raised while building the business? So interestingly, you ask that. So normally, what you normally will find is that startups will talk about a seed round, uh, series A, B, C, etc. And we have never done that. We've never talked about kind of like the series. What we have done is we've raised money from private investors. So we've got a loyal group of private investors who've always helped us in when we did raise money, they usually chipped in. And I think that's also a sign of them still believing in the solution we offer to a very common problem. And also in 2018, State Street Global Advisors uh, became one of our biggest external shareholders to support the growth of Pension Bay. So I think we haven't really raised those series numbers. I can't actually really tell you the exact number. I think it's actually around 15 million or something uh, that we totally must have raised. But we raised money when we needed to. And the money in the last race was just to actually accelerate the growth. Because if we stop the marketing machine today, we can stand on our feet. It's just that you want to grow faster. So you just say oil in the machine. You just, that's where the money is needed. And that's a really nice position to be in. Uh, The other advantage you've got is the, um, the loyalty of our investors. And their engagement has been really good. Yeah. So what would you put that down to? Is that clever investor management or is it just building something that the world really needs? And so there's a lot of interest in the business from the start. So I guess one of the things that I found extremely remarkable is Romy Safova and their, her ability to, to engage with investors, especially in the early start. You're just with a couple of people. Raising seed investment is always really hard and building up a network of people who might be interested. I could clearly see, because I didn't have that network when I joined, but I could clearly see Romy did um, and how she engaged with her investors. It was fantastic. There, the one some of these investors also interviewed me in one of the rounds when I was hired and it just shows you their commitment to to make venture be a success so I guess building up a network of people who could financially support you especially in this early start I think that was really nice to see and then moving forward getting the support from those investors has been really nice so chief marketing officers from other companies or people from the financial services helping us has been fantastic experience Yeah. And a lot of people may have seen the the out of home advertising this year. And I think you've got a really memorable brand. What types of characteristics are you trying to build into the Pension B brand? So first of all, as a marketeer, you want to have something that's actually really nice product to market. So I'm very much also involved in building Pension B as a leading UK pension provider, because if the product wouldn't be so nice, then it's very difficult to market and you need to work on price or discounting. It's not what you want. So having a product that people really want, yes, great. But then in terms of the branding, I think from the start, we've been very precise with uh, our proper position 
and who it's for. So knowing your customer inside out, you will have noticed that although we we attract quite a lot, like a young audience, actually we our average age of our customer group is 44. So a lot of older customers are joining Pension B. So making sure that your branding is on point, uh, your proposition is in check, you know you, the kind of target customer you want to target is great. And then once you've got, I would say those are your basics, your basic layers, if we talk about a cake, the basic layers. But I think what comes on top is how do you make your customers feel when they are using your product? Is that an iPhone with a graph and say, sign up? Or is it actually much more meaningful? So I often talk about emotional layering of your uh, of your brand or your, of your message. And how does Pension B make you feel? Well, our customers are told us that they feel a side of relief, like the weight of my shoulders. I've now finally on top of this pensionless. We help you com- to combine your pensions from your previous job. In minutes, you can sign up and, you know, the process is going and we've optimized that process as much as possible. So that must have given you a much uh, needed relief. Now that relief and that kind of like emotional response, that's what I'm trying to uh, use in our advertising with the team. So when you see an outdoor ad or you see something on TV, it's all about how does Pension B make you feel rather than explaining you in all the nitty gritty details what the product actually involves. Because let's face it, if you see a yellow billboard with a phone and I would make it green, which brand would that be? Or if I would make it purple, hmm, might be a challenger bank. And that's the kind of thing you're trying to avoid. So that's why in our advertising, that's been really key. Yeah, that completely makes sense. So you left a secured role to join a very small company. What advice would you give to other people that are thinking of joining a, a much smaller business and getting stuck in on the ground level? Well, well, first of all, what have you got to lose? In my case, I just looked at, okay, we've got seed funding. There are five people. This is the office rent. This is what we need to build. In the worst case scenario, money runs out. Nobody wants our products. And I will be on the street in 12 months. Is that daunting for you? Do you get the sweats uh, when that happens? I thought if that's the worst that can happen, I will find something else. Now that's already for me kind of like you, you're really de-risking that kind of mindset. So I would say it's not like it's not that risky. Yes, it is risky, but you will find another job if it doesn't work. So I think that's the first thing to bear in mind when you go from a more secure environment to kind of, well, no securement environment. <sighs> Leave your ego at the door, man. Like when I joined Pension B, I was absolutely freaking out in the first couple of weeks because I had to run PPC campaigns. I had to do Facebook campaigns. I've never done Facebook campaigns. My background was search marketing, etc. So, and at Simply Business, I had a team of people doing that for me. So it's a really good way to actually get stuck in again and be a sponge, soak it all up. You can't know everything in marketing. Things change really quickly. You're writing a press release in the morning and then you're optimizing a Facebook campaign in the afternoon. And then I had to go to a meeting with potential investors with Bromi or with Jonathan, our CTO, talk marketing on one day. So it's one of those moments. And I really like that. It was freaking me out in the first couple of weeks. But after that, I really, really started to like that. It's hard work. So lazy people don't bother. And also ego, leave it at the door. You have to do, you have to pick everything so if that's excites you or it horrifies you then you know what to do 
And so I think that's the second one. It, it, it excited me. And it's a really good way also to see something from birth and see it maturing. It's such a satisfying feeling to work for a company that I joined when we had zero customers. And now we've just passed 100,000 customers. We're managing now it's great results. So if you like to see something from start to finish or to maturity, join a startup. Yeah, that's great. And very, very exciting growth. I think there's a tagline in there, lazy people need not apply, something like that. <laughs> yeah, because although things have come down a little bit, as in like, I do have a work, I have a life beyond pension, don't worry, I'm fine. But I would say the first couple of months, yeah, there's so much to do. Our, our office was 12 square meters. And there are like five people in there. Like you couldn't make it up. It's definitely not COVID secure these days. It's hard work. Uh, and it's when we remember, I think it was Jonathan or it was Romy talking about a bathtub. And she hates, she hates me for bringing this example up again. But it makes sense. It's like being with all of the people you work with going into the bathtub. It's very close up to each other. It's very close. It's very close knitting. That's what a startup is like. So you better get on with each other. You better have the click and the team spirit. And that's what it was in the early days. Yeah. And in, in the marketing sphere, there's often a lot of outsourcing. Where do you guys see the advantages of external outsourcing versus in-housing and building capability and expertise and knowledge internally? Well, both. You have to do both. But it's the balance. So... I strongly believe you you have to bring as much as possible in-house, build an amazing team of people. I currently have the best team I've ever worked with, and that's really important. So they also know the brand inside out, and that makes it a lot easier to then develop the messaging, the proposition, stick to it. So I would say, and especially in the early days, you simply can't afford anybody external, so you have to make do with what you've got uh, internally. However, there's two things. One, there will always be work that it doesn't make any sense to hire somebody internally so you want to rely on external specialists so in the beginning especially videographers you know you're not filming every day so you want to make sure that you you get people from outside specialists Uh, second you do get a bit of tunnel vision everybody will get that at one stage so it's really nice if you can work with people who can put tap to you on the shoulder say hey what about this or what do you think about this like shouldn't you be communicating this element of your proposition or your product a bit better so I think having that mindset is really having that is really important so give you an example the outdoor campaign and the radio and the television ads and the the whole concept about being pension confident is something that we we know is something that really resonates but it was an external group an agency called builders arms that we work with we actually came up with so that means that you're pension confident and it suddenly just fell into the right place i was like yes unlikely you get that internally uh, after people have been working with you for many years so having those people around you is fantastic and then you've got the obvious people we've got external partnerships with outdoor providers such as jason the co or we work with all response media for our tv and they're a specialist i'm not a specialist in outdoor tv so you need to rely on those people that external factor that becomes more critical as you grow yeah and do you have any tips when it comes to selecting partners external partners 
Well, of course, it depends on the kind of like partner you need. I think one of the one of the values that I value extremely high with partners, and that's honesty. So if you're honest to me about what's possible and what's not possible, so I trust you, then we will be buddies for a long time. That's how we treat each other internally in a team, but that's also how we treat our suppliers and our external parties. So that's the most important thing. As soon as I lose trust, we're going to say goodbye because it's very difficult to regain that trust. And trust is in trusting they are experts in their field and trust that they want to do good for you. It's not just about their own pockets. They want to see us be successful. Yeah. You guys have had an amazing 2020 and grown very quickly. What's the plan going forward? And what's the kind of big mountain that you're climbing that you're looking to get to the top of? Well, we want to make pensions simple and engaging for everyone in the UK. So becoming a household brand in, in, in pensions in the UK is on the cards. That's that we're not settling for less. That's what we want to aim for. And the company grew 88% in 2020. That is even with lockdowns and Corona. So I'm very proud of the team and what's been achieved. It's been fantastic. And next year, we, we are quite close to, we had close to 80,000 customers signing up to pension B. So not everybody becomes an invested customer, but that's a really great number. That's great, great improvement. For next year, the plan is, you know, lockdowns do dampen it a little bit, but 160,000. So that's double. So we're still aiming to double again. So that's quite a phenomenal growth. I hope we can achieve it. It will give me more gray hairs and more wrinkles on my face, but that's okay. The But the long term is to become that UK household pension brand. We also have made no secret of our announcement in November that Pension B is seeking a listing on the London Stock Exchange in the next 12 to 18 months. And that's also our aim to become a public company and that the Pension B is a company that can be you know, also yours if you wanted to, rather than being sold to another company, uh, a pension company. And yeah, I think there's some big growth ambitions there. And yeah, I would look the, the time that we actually will be trading on the on the London Stock Exchange. That would be a fantastic moment. Yeah, absolutely. It's very, it's very, very exciting. I saw that announcement and I got very excited because it's great to see a company with those ambitions. And I'm sure that it will be a great success. And because you seem to be building a brilliant brand and a brilliant business and the product's great. So last couple of questions, Jasper. If you were to have started one other company in the world, which one would that be? You know what? I've been thinking about that question. Anything that makes the world a better place. So helping customers to solve a problem, but also make the world a better place. We've launched our fossil fuel free pension last week. The first mainstream one in the UK, I can say. Doesn't invest in other companies, all of that kind of stuff. Like that, and there's lots of new companies springing up about sustainable investing, but not just the greenwashing ones that you get, but real good ones. So maybe that's something I would love to do if I would stay in the same industry. But I've always wanted to be a software engineer. I can code a little bit, and sometimes I can chip in with the software engineers. I would love to maybe retrain as a software engineer beyond pension B and do something else. That's not starting a new company, but that's kind of like changing my traits. Yeah, there are actually lots of really amazing kind of ESG impact type fintechs propping up at the moment. So it's a yeah. very, very interesting space. So yeah, if, if anyone's listening and looking out for them, do, do get in touch because there's lots of companies that we're tracking at the moment. And then if you were to go for lunch with someone, a business lunch, obviously, 
if it was non-business lunch, it'd be friends and family and things like that. But if you were to go for a business lunch with someone at the, who would that be? Who would you like to pick their brains for an hour? So maybe an unusual answer. I would love to have lunch with Prime Minister Mark Rutte of the Netherlands, because as you know, I'm Dutch. He's been Prime Minister for God knows how long. I think I was still in uni when he became Prime Minister. Like, how is it to run a country and being constantly attacked by other political parties and, you know, actually be still the kind of like reliable prime minister that he actually has been for a long time and just get some really experience like when you get in that position how do you stay in that position be successful be trusted by your well, you know not all, not everybody's trusting him but the majority of the public does because he's still he's always been re-elected i would love to know how he does that and when he did the lockdown announcements mid-december i was watching it and i was like wow you know what a guy. So yeah, if you can get me a uh, uh, dinner for two with, uh, with Mark Rutter, I, I'm in. Well, we'll do our best. <laughs> I think that's a great one. There's probably some really interesting stuff in there about him as a brand, how he's managed to maintain such solid brand over such a long period. So yeah. It's yeah. Really well, uh, Jasper, thank you so much for coming on to Riding Unicorn. It's been great to hear your story. We're really excited about Pension B and what it's doing in the fintech space, but broadly within the UK tech scene. And uh, yeah, we continue to watch the success of the brand and wish you all the best with it. Thank you, James, for your kind words.